Welcome to Mature Movies, Immature Critics, um, the podcast made by kids about movies they probably shouldn't have seen yet. So I'm Reese. I'm Luca. And I'm Noah. And this is not the 50th time we tried this. Um, so Saving Private Ryan, this was my second full genre horror, sorry, war movie. Yeah, this this was a really good one. I I definitely place it among Spielberg's top movies because it, it it really did introduce a new way of uh filming ty- period pieces in which how accurate it was to the original time. What do you think, Noah? <laughs> yeah, it's among my top war movies, even though I've not seen really anything because I don't watch movies often. You watch Borat. I do oh, watch, Borat. watch Borat. You loved Borat, Noah. I agree. You also like 21 Jump Street. That was a good movie. Let's see. Let's go over Noah's favorite movies here. Okay. Uh, 21 Jump Street. 21 Jump Street. Borat. St. Pat Ryan because that was the only one. It wasn't watching YouTube shorts in the first five minutes. <laughs> Noah's favorite movies. By the way, if you guys hear someone laughing in the background, that's our producer, Bentley. Hello. Our producer. He's not really a producer. He is playing Roblox. Okay, guys. (laughs) Neither are we. We're not paid. Yeah, well, I I love Tom Hanks, so this movie was great. I want Tom Hanks to be my dad, guys. Tom Hanks is in the next Wes Anderson movie, so you're excited about that. Yeah, I know. I am excited. Wes Anderson is Luca's Wes very Anderson favorite is my director. favorite director. Asteroid City. Yeah, Asteroid City is gonna his be new so movie good. coming out June 16th, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I know the date. Yeah, so that'd be good if that comes out. I'm excited <laughs> for that. Um, let's talk about Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, let's talk about Saving Private Ryan. Um, so this came out in 1998. I think a really interesting thing about it was that there were warnings in the news and newspapers and stuff mm-hmm. for veterans to go see this because it could cause PTSD. And I find that to probably be PTSD-inducing if you were in World War II because of how realistic it was. The opening 10 minutes is hard to watch. I love that scene, the opening... Uh- Omaha beach scene where they're all it really where they're all trying to get the beach and it really shows the chaos and how it was in the moment of of that conflict. Right, because there was never really a movie that had shown war that realistic. Yeah, no, there and there still isn't. Except for I mean, there are. Movies that match the level of gore that this one has. But I don't think it's as realistic or... How do I say this? Like... Accurate? Accurate, yeah. Because a lot of... And it is, it is dated. Don't get me wrong. Like, the gore, it's dated compared to a lot of recent... Gore, Terrifier 2, which, even though Terrifier 2 was just over-the-top gore, just there for no reason, it's not dated as compared to this. 
Yeah, uh, what always gets me is that in, in that beach scene, like where the guy's uh, like on his back and his guts are like all over the beach and he's screaming. He's like screaming like mama, right? Are you laughing, Noah? Noah thinks laughing. this is funny. For no, some reason, no, it's not man. funny. I don't think that's funny. If your guts are on the beach and you're screaming for your mom, that wouldn't be really funny. I actually wouldn't laugh at you. I would laugh at Noah. I'd laugh at Noah. Because he yeah. laughed at this poor, this poor guy. unnamed person. All right, give us our first question, Bedley. All right, your first question is, okay, what thoughts uh, does this movie, like, provoke? Like, what does it make you think about? You want to go first? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> put me on the spot. So... Well, I was thinking a lot about the technical challenges of filming something like this. Of course, I believe this movie won an Oscar for Best Sound Design, it, yeah, which it, is totally deserved. Like, the sound effects were amazing, like the sounds of the guns and the explosions, especially during the Omaha scene. And I'm, they must have used real weaponry because those sounds were so accurate. And the way that they were layered into the story with the innovative camera angles at work were very impressive. I agree with that. Uh, I'm not 100% sure which Oscars it won, but I'm sure that's one of them. And I think if it weren't for Top Gun, All Quiet would have won Best Sound. Speaking of All Quiet, All Quiet is not on the same level of same prior Ryan. All Quiet was probably one of the most overrated movies I've ever seen. I don't know. I mean, like, if you give a couple of German guys a camera and a good cinematographer, <laughs> they'll do some ex- experimental stuff, man. Yeah, okay, but I don't saving? understand how Blom Blom Boneless was to do that. Blom Blom Blom. Ryan was um, won the best actor for best director, best cinematography, best sound mixing, best film. That's our boy Tom Hanks. And best sound editing. Best sound mixing and sound editing, that's the same... Wait, really? What? Yeah, it won two. It... I don't think there were two sound Oscars. No way. Show me. Sound mixing and sound editing. fact-checking Reese right now. That's crazy, man. Damn. These are... Okay, so it was nominated for all these things. It was nominated for... Let's see. One, two, three, yeah, four, like a five, lot. six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven Oscars. That is a lot. And it won five. It didn't win Best Productions Design or Makeup. That's almost more than La La Land's Oscars. <laughs> well, see, if La La Land had won Best Picture, which it should have. We should do La La Land for an episode. That'd be a good one. I love Ryan Gosling. Um, so one set of sound mixing, cinematography for Januszka Kamenski. Weird name. Best picture. Oh, wait, it didn't win best picture? Don't be racist in the first episode. It didn't win best picture. Oh, what did? Gotta let him find out. <laughs> Not Titanic. It was Titanic the big Lebowski. It was Big Lebowski. No. I'll figure yeah. that out. Big Lebowski is a cult movie, man. Titanic was 97, right? Yes. It was 97, 96. Shakespeare in Love. Oh. Uh, 
That one best picture in 99. Crazy, man. All right. Anyways, back to some front ride. What thoughts this provoked on me? Um, I think just of how I agree with you on how that's hard to shoot it, but I think it means more of the actual plot and situation of the story it's itself. My bad. Um. So I think it, I think it invokes the thought of. I say with All Quiet on the Western Front, but that's kind of two different stories. War is bad. War is bad. Peace is good. Do not fight. Be nice. That's what it means. But I think, I think All Quiet, as much as I think this is a better movie, I think it is, All Quiet delivers the better message of what the two movies were trying to say. It showed it showed a similar message in a better way, which it, it doesn't make it a better movie, but that that's just how I see it. Yeah, I think All Quiet shows the terror. I, I think the first 10 minutes, if they kept that intensity the entire movie, then it would have had a better way of con- conducting that message, but also I think it would have gotten an NC-17 rating. My favorite quote from Saving Private Ryan is, Your father was circumcised by my rabbi, you prick. That's a, that's a funny one. That's a, fu- that's a goofy one. Doesn't doesn't really show the theme. <laughs> yeah, the, the message. Oh, it kind of does. It's Nazis, right? He but says like, that before he kills the Nazi. Does that show war is bad? I think it's just... Oh, look, you said a funny, funny thing. Yeah, there's a lot of... Speaking of which, I think there is a humorous undertone in this movie. That's great. Noah, do you want to add something to the conversation? <laughs> yeah, one sec. Bro's literally on his phone. <laughs> you, you put the microphone down. Okay, anyways. anyways. Without Noah. What are you looking up? I'm saving part of Ryan. Why? Bro, bro I had to watch the movie again. No, I just... Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anyways, anyways, back to the comedic undertone. There definitely are some funny moments. To me, I think some ironically funny. What is this? What are you showing me? Okay. The movie. Whoa. What, what that's are you trying great, to show me here? Noah. Noah just pulls up the description of Crazy Private Ryan. Yeah, good job, Ryan. man. Just in case we yeah. All right, Noah. What 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 does this movie make you think when you watched it? I feel like I'm in like science presentation or something like that. Okay, well you're talking about Saving Private Saving Private Ryan. Noah, when were you talking about Saving Private Ryan in a science presentation? <laughs> no, I mean put on the spot. Okay. Even our producer. Oh my god. Our producer is saying more stuff than you. Go. What does this movie make you think okay. of? The comedic... Okay, well, actually, no. Noah, say what you think about this movie, because you haven't said it yet. Um, well... Yeah, I think it shows that war is bad, and... <laughs> really? 
Really, you think so? Shut up, Bentley. <laughs> yeah, Bentley. <laughs> good job. Yeah, good job. We're done. Okay, right. I'm not going to talk about the actual, like, what happens in the movie, but I'm going to more talk about, like, the shots and stuff like that. I think it's really well filmed. It is a lot. Like, what I said after I watched this, I never thought Steven Spielberg had a recognizable style of shooting, similar to Wes Anderson or Quentin Tarantino. And I think if he did have one, it's mostly shown off here. What is... Okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it it for sure is. If you could tell a Wes Anderson movie from a million miles away. Uh And I I was watching... um, a clip from the Criterion Correction of the Grand Budapest Hotel, the making of, and you see how these different directors have different styles. Like, Wes Anderson used, he always had the camera on a little trolley, and he... he He's never used a handheld shot. Well, in, from his... They move recent... the camera along with the actors as they're walking throughout the set, and he builds real sets. He, he does. I don't know that. Yeah, yeah. So he, he They built the whole... The 60s set and the 30s... Set of the actual hotel, they actually built it. Well, yeah, he was there. Is it a real hotel? In... No, no, it was just like a set. It's an ex- there's an exterior, though, right? Yeah. Where is that? France? Somewhere? I'm not sure. Maybe Switzerland. They just kind of used wood and stuff to build like the interior in like this warehouse or something. Right. Um. So, anyways, I want to get a comedic undertone. There are definitely, maybe not supposed to be, but there are. I think some funny moments that shouldn't be funny in the end. There's this part in the opening scene where the medic's like, I got him, I got him, and then he's going to live, and then he gets shot in the head, and it's like, it's, like, it's not even gory. It's just like the kind of simplistic bullet hole through the helmet. And I think, I thought that was funny, but I don't think it should have been funny. It was not meant to be funny. What? I thought, um... You know what wasn't funny, Noah? Mommy, mommy, <laughs> that's not funny. No, you were laughing when the guy got his arm blown off. <laughs> yeah, that was Bro, funny. No, he it wasn't. That's not. He funny. picked it up and walked away. That's not funny. That's like some twenty-one jump street humor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do we got another question? All right, yeah, let's go to the next question. Okay, your next question is, uh, what is your like emotional response to like? That's the exact same thing you just asked. No, no, it's not. Pretty much. You said is. thoughts and emotions. Okay, okay. Uh. Um. Why would somebody want to watch this? Like. Cause it's Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. You know what this movie made me realize? What? How doomed our generation is. Imagine this movie happening with Gen Z kids, and then imagine us losing that war because it would happen. That they deserve to call themselves the greatest generation if they're gonna do stuff like that. They do because we're too scared to talk to girls, and they're out there. Well, speak for yourself, man. Speak for yourself. I mean, no, I. My mom's a girl. I'll have you know. (laughs) You talk to your mom. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, mom. I'm hungry. Make me a sandwich. What? Oh. It's okay. She's my mom. (laughs) 
Dude, why is your microphone in your crotch? Bro. <laughs> you can't have that rubbing against your clothes. I know it'll make noise. Um, so anyways, why should people see this movie? Um, because it... It's important. It's... It... It's the closest I think there is to having real footage of World War Two. Kids need to get off TikTok. <laughs> kids need to get off that TikTok app that you kids are using and watch this movie and then be inspired to enlist in the army. The World War Two Navy. You go back in time to fight Germany. Okay. You know what's... Next question. Oh, okay. Right. Not bad. What is this movie saying, like, about our world? Our world? Well, I kind of just answered that. It sucks. I hate you it. Well, that's it. all the questions I have. Now, what, you have you three questions? <laughs> the, this website sucks, bro. Make your well, own. Okay, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so, I was saying, nowadays, gen, gen, you wouldn't see Gen Z kids doing this, you know? Like, I mean, I can't imagine it. They'd like be like, uh, I want to go home before they even go on the beach. Like you see in this one, like there when Captain Miller, Tom Hanks orders Sergeant Horvath, I think his name is, to take his men off the beach. They do it without questioning. He's like, hey, you, go there. And they're like, yes, Please. sir. Nowadays, he'd be like, do I, I have to, do I have to... Well, no, because they wouldn't go on the beach in the first place. Who? The Gen Zers. Why? Went to that Tic Tac app. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Be too scared to. And I'd be too scared to. I don't want to go on that beach. That's why I've been fake. I've been faking my, my eyesight this whole time. I don't actually need glasses. Yeah, we can These glasses, glasses are actually fake. I'm wearing these so that if I get drafted... <laughs> They wouldn't send me up to the front lines. If a war ever happened, okay. just join the Navy post office and you don't have to go to a war. My grandpa, he was um, in uh, Vietnam, I think. He was um, like an officer. So he was like Brad Cranston's character, I guess. I'm not sure exactly what he did, but he worked in the offices instead of on the field. It's like Corporal Upham. You know yeah. how he was having the off. Bro was Jim from the office. You, you, know, you know what I mean. I mean, like. Noah's giving us tips on how to dodge the draft right here <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's move on. Okay, so. You, you, you have four questions now? I, I have another question. No, I let him talk. Okay. I'll, I'll let him know. Your favorite character and like why that is your favorite character and what significance they had to you. I'll go first. Okay. My favorite character was Private Ryan, James Ryan, with uh, who is he played by? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah. Uh, and the reason for this is, so you see throughout the movie, the like where they're trying to find him, all the characters are doubting how this is actually beneficial to the war in any ways because they're risking the lives of the eight of them to find one guy and oh, oh by the way I found out that I found out this was an actual policy during World War II if your brothers died and you're the only 
if you're the only man in your family in the war, you don't. They have to bring you back, and you're exempt from the draft or from service. Yeah, because um, this is a true story. Oh, it was okay. Yeah. Well, it just shows you like all war movies are true story. But so when we go out there, we meet him, and he, we found out that he actually doesn't want to leave because if his squad that he's with is already like a, doesn't have many people, and they're defending a key location. And if he were to leave, that would put him to an even greater disadvantage. And he wants to do his part to serve his country. And when they say that he needs to come with them because two of their men died trying to find them, he, he, he asks about it and he wants to um, thank those people for their sacrifice in him. And he's, he's a good guy overall. And I think, because I know the guy from Brooklyn, he, he really didn't want to... He was kind of a rebel. He didn't want to find him. But then that guy, Private Ryan, ended up earning his respect in the end. Yeah. And that's Tom Hanks' final line is earn this. Yeah, and yeah. That's a great line. Oh, yeah. I, I realized that. Anyways, Noah, follow that. Okay. <laughs> so all Ryan's brothers dying just kind of puts it into perspective of, like, how real war Noah, was. Noah, the question was, what's your favorite character? <laughs> <laughs> I'm answering your question. Okay. Okay. Your statement. So are you agreeing with him? Your favorite character was Matt Ryan? No. <laughs> Who is so it? Who's your favorite character? <laughs> Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I personally liked Walter White in this movie. Fair, fair enough. No, my favorite character is... Um, I don't remember his name, but the guy, the sniper guy. The sniper guy. Uh, oh. That was uh, Daniel Jackson. Oh, look, our producer. He looked it He's up. He's producing. Uh, I like the guy who was like Andrew Garfield, the medic guy. I liked him a lot. And I, I kept thinking the whole movie, if they ever remade Wade, it. Wade, I think his name Wade? was. Wade? Wade. I kept thinking Private the whole Raid. Movie. Yeah, uh, it was uh, Corporal Edward Wade. Yep. All right. Ah. I think if they ever remade this movie, it would be, they'd keep Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is irreplaceable. I think Tom Sizemore is is it, it's Edward Birds or Tom Sizemore. Tom Sizemore. Um. Uh, the the one who holds him at gunpoint when he tries to leave. I don't remember which one that was. That but was I think, Sergeant Horvath. Yeah, who who played Sergeant Horvath? Uh, Sergeant who? Horvath. Horvath. Oh. That was Tom Seasmore. Tom Seasmore. And I think if they ever remade it, hear me out, Jonah Hill. Tom Seasmore. Tom Seasmore. Played Jonah by Hill. Jonah. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. Jonah Hill. Do you know what Jonah Hill looks like? Yeah, looks like Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill looks like <laughs> if like a stuffed animal came to life <laughs> and like grew up in like. I don't know, near Noah's house, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, no offense. But, but, but you, you like Jonah Hill, right? Yes. 21 Jump Street. So, what was your favorite character, Noah? I answered that already. Oh, yeah, Tom Hanks. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, I said the sniper guy. Oh, the sniper guy. Ah. <coughs> what about you? The guy with the Andrew Garfield. Was that Edward yeah, would. Oh. Alright. But I, I really liked him. I think if they remade it, Jonah Hill and Andrew Garfield would be up there. Matt Damon would stay. Because he looked the same. Nah, he is old now. 
No, he. You guys, you guys see air? So no. Tom Hanks. It was really good. I think he looks different, but he has the same overall demeanor. And I think with some makeup, like you, did you see the makeup they did? Not the makeup, the CGI for Indiana Jones Five. No. They did you see the trailer? Yeah. You see the trailer? So they, they DH him. It is probably the best deep fake I've ever seen. Nice. Yeah, I mean, like he's too old to, to do in. Like I, I mean, love you say it. Tom Cruise is too old. He's fifty, and he's still jumping off about it. Well, yeah, but Harrison Ford is eighty. No, I'm saying I'm, Harrison Ford's still doing that. Oh, all right. I mean, he's not doing stunts like anymore. But yeah, he's yeah. Still, I mean, I I love Indiana Jones. I grew up watching Indiana Jones, but the fourth one should not have been made. And this one better be good. I think, well, the director of Logan is doing this. And I think Logan... Kind of showed a, a washed-up hero guy. Similar. He also produced The Greatest Showman. So I think... Who? Uh, James Mangold. Oh. Or Mangold, whatever. I think it's really good hits. Because right. Logan's incredible. The Greatest Showman's incredible. But then again, he also produced X-Men's Origins, Wolverine. I think. I feel like we're getting sidetracked over here. Okay, and we're back. And we're going to do one more question. And that's going to be it. Did we ever really leave? Yeah. I mean, to the audience. We were here all along. Yeah, we never had a break. Oh. Yeah. Alright, so what's our final question, Bentley? Alright, our final question of the day. Let's Let me Google question? them really quickly. <laughs> yeah, uh... <laughs> Okay. Cut this out. You got a little something. You got a little something. We don't really have a question. Oh my god. I'm gonna. I'm, I... Okay, I got a question. Because Bentley's yeah. not a good producer. On a scale of 1 to 10, <laughs> what is your rating of this movie? And give us a good description. Why? Like a good letter box review. I'll go first. I think I'd give this a solid 9 out of 10. Nine out of ten. And I'll tell you what, because there's a lot of the comedic undertone. I'm going back to that again. I think that there are parts that are funny, but I think they should be funny because um, it's not a funny movie. It's not a funny subject, and having comedy just doesn't really work. And I think that takes away from what it's trying to be. And I, I still think it's a great movie. It worked in American Psycho. Yeah, it did. But American Psycho is. Not a warm. Is movie. is just funny. I I would even dare it for other comedy. Yeah, I love that. So funny. Dark comedy. It's a very dark comedy. We should do that for another episode. Yeah, we should do it. Uh, yeah. All right, let's go. Oh well, I'll I'll rate it around I think eight point seven, and I'll explain. Uh, I so I I, I agree with you. The comedy was kind of out of place, and. And, but first, I'll start off with what I liked about it. The acting was amazing. It was yeah. great performances from, uh, what's his name, Tom Hanks, yeah. which makes sense why he was nominated. The storytelling was great. I felt like the scenes, like, I know you said earlier, and I agree with this, that Steven Spielberg doesn't have a particular style. Right. This movie... Didn't, didn't really have a style like it didn't stick to like a gritty war movie or like a light-hearted record like, action war movie it kind of went in between at times and 
I felt like sticking to a particular style would improve it greatly. Not my okay. fault. This camera doesn't work. No, it is your fault that you're not talking. That wraps up our first one. No, you, you were perfect just the way you are. <laughs> Don't never change. Start the outro. All right, so that wraps Bentley, up. Bentley, keep your mouth shut. Sh- you, no, you keep your mouth shut. Exactly. So that wraps up our first episode. And sometime next week, our gar- episode for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three will be out because we are all seeing that on Friday. And we're going to see the new Oppenheimer show before it, according to Christopher Nolan. Um, and yeah, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, and hopefully, I know this was a little bit of a test, just our first episode. Hopefully our production um, quality gets higher as we go on. But, yeah. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Adios. Bye.